A reading from the book of Exodus. And the Lord spoke all these words. I am the Lord thy God, who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Thou shalt not make to thyself a graven thing, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above or in the earth beneath, nor of those things that are in the waters under the earth. Thou shalt not adore them, nor serve them. I am the Lord thy God, mighty, jealous, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands to them that love me and keep my commandments. But what if we made not graven images, but electric and digital ones? Would that be against the commandments of our Lord God? Is it simply art that we should be worried about? We all, we've ended up in that conversation so many times. You Christians should not be making images because it says so in the commandments. No art, no images, no idols. I've, I've, had, I've had it happen a lot, people talking about my little statue here, saying, you, you could tell she's a heathen because she's got that pagan image of Our Lady holding our Lord. We are going to promise you that we are not going to go on for hours and hours and hours and hours tonight and keep, keep strictly to our schedule and stop after only two hours. But, you know, this, this may take a while. Part one, idolatry. Welcome to the Mosaic Ark. So, you know, I, I felt a little stumbly there. Maybe if I just like programmed the computer to talk for me, would that work? Do you think? <laughs> Depends on what mood you're in when you're programming. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm actually terrified of this. I mean, it's like, there's so many ways this dream could go. We do have pictures, we promise. Mm -hmm. um, but we don't, we promise not to go on for three hours like we have the last several times because we get so tangled up in where it is we're going. But really, how do we unpack this one, right? It's like, we are now in this 
new moment of art where the computers are stealing all of our art. So that's going to destroy the human in our artwork. But on the other hand, as Christians, allegedly, we're not supposed to be making art in the first place, except if we go with, of course, the truth of the matter of the incarnation, that we should be making art. Where where, where should we even start tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I read the, well, I've read the script. See, I think I think the, the so those who who keep claiming nobody out there does this, but just in case, right? To those who keep claiming that we Christians do not read the scriptures, I did just then. And you recognize and confirm. can confirm <laughs> that that we do need to talk about this problem, but it's it's like we're in this this fascinating moment. I mean, is who 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 out there raise your hands? is worried about the fact that not only, you know, art, but also our very, you know, reasoning and logic, our speech can be taken over by these, these machines that we've now made to speak on our behalf and, and make art on our behalf. I don't even know where to go. Right. It's like who, who, whose idols are which by this point. Mm. It's like we're facing Leviathan. (laughs) Um, well, you know, I was laughing at you when I came into the room because I, I said that I'd been painting again. So I'm still in the, the this endless process of painting my house. I have like a six-month break and then come back into it on a random day when I feel like it. And then finding it difficult to transition from painting the wall to painting my face. <laughs> <laughs> you just trowel it on and say, make, yeah, make, so make the, just... full, the, full, the full Egyptian eyes, right? Yeah, but this is like AI's attempt at an Egyptian eye. <laughs> you know, it's like what would you you type into an AI uh, AI chatbot, <laughs> goth Egyptian, and this this would be the output. <laughs> it's very hard to transition between one uh, one thing and another thing. So I I feel like today I've I've done an AI. I I got the general idea, but something is very wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. We we do have we do have one or two wall images in our in our illustrations tonight. So maybe you've painted yourself on the wall, right? We just we can we can do the the, the Steve yeah, Martin yeah. walk like or no, we said Steve said walk like an yes, Egyptian King Martin. Tut, right? I I've got the yeah. I've got the right Steve Martin hair, right? Since he didn't ever he he went white as early as 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 I did and just left it forever in his in his anyway. Yes. Okay, so. Well, oh, there's so many things. So you've read from the Exodus. <laughs> start with that. Start with that. Let's start with. Let's go way back. Um, you, you're reading from Exodus. Uh, we're so, so at any time the the conversation about idolatry is brought up, and people are insisting that Christian art is idolatry they're reading this passage from a time when the israelites had just been brought out of an empire that was full of image everywhere Mm. carved um painted engraved uh i mean so it's a very strange thing that nobody wants to think about what that meant for the people that were getting that commandment that you just read out in the book of Exodus. Like what, 
what kind of experience it must have been like for the Israelites that had left this image-saturated environment of Egypt and moved into a desert where there were not even any buildings. They 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 just transitioned from being stationary urbanites into um, a complete nomads again. So um, there is no art in the desert. There is there there are no images in the desert. My my first thing of thinking about this is why would God tell the Hebrews not to create idols considering where they had just left? Mm. Um, and kind of thinking about what Egypt meant in terms of the images that were there and what the Egyptians themselves were doing with the, all of their images. Uh, it's, it's, it's not art for art's sake. They were not making things for pure aesthetics. Or decoration so this is a, like a kind of winding way of getting to it but um, we have to look at what God didn't want us to bring out of Egypt with us into the desert it's interesting that would, be, that would be my first landing point well so the, when you said that the, the the first thing I realized was of course they're leaving the highest civilization of their day yes um, the Egypt has been for thousands of years, who knows, make up, you know, it's like the, 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 the Egyptians are there, the, the Hebrews are there, well, for 400 years at least, and, they, and they're there in the height of Old Kingdom or New Middle Kingdom. I, I realize I have no idea what the dates are, but the, it's not just that they're, I mean, it's easy for us to think of it all as ancient and therefore all as equally yes. barbaric, I suppose, but Egypt had been for thousands of years the center of humanity's uh, achievements. Right? The pyramid. The pyramids are older than anything else, so we'll just start with that. And 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 you know, for for centuries and centuries and centuries, one they're very consistent with their art, so that it, it feels you know you can feel this sense of, um, I mean, deep tradition in recreating the the imagery over and over and over again, but also technologically incredibly advanced I mean, the pyramid the pyramids now are, yeah. are stripped of all their facing and things like that they were they were much more sort of what shiny and smooth and high tech <laughs> in in <laughs> in the in the time that they were built and so to have been working there to have been you know slaves okay now i'm i'm, I'm going back to ari shafir's skit about you know, it's like why <laughs> You pick the Hebrews as your slaves when you <laughs> I mean, in Africa, you got all these like strong people. No, but you know, that, that, that they had been living in an urban environment and suddenly they're, bit, they're, mm -hmm. they're told pack up everything and run away into the desert. And yes, I'll take care of you. It, it, I, yeah, I, it's, it's here it, in <laughs> well, it's You can easily imagine saying, leave your computers, leave your books, leave your houses, leave your all of your technology behind and come away into the desert and don't bring any of it. Although of course they do. I mean, in the story they bring, they collect up gold and, and things like that to bring with them. So they do have some um, like high tech residue in, in, as, as they're in the desert, but otherwise, no, they've, they've left everything that made them human in a way. 
Yeah, it's like walking out of uh, California and going to live in the in the middle of the desert in New Mexico. You're you're leaving behind every comfort and convenience you could imagine, and it's it's contemporary at the time. So they're not leaving some yeah as as you said they're not leaving uh, something which we would now consider to be antiquated. Right. It, it really was like they just packed up and left Silicon Valley and said, goodbye, we're going to start again. <laughs> and you can imagine what the, the opinion of the Egyptians must have been at the time. Why? <laughs> what are you doing? Even if they had a valid reason for leaving, it would have been um, just, it would have seemed like madness. And then they've moved into a, and they've moved into a an environment where they're completely dependent on uh, on God. Mm. Uh, there's no there's no infrastructure out there. They had no infrastructure. So when Moses is delivering the law to them and giving them the commandments, and God is saying to them, "Don't have any idols," it's a, it's a very interesting thing because at the time they're in a they're in a place where there there is nothing. There aren't even buildings. Right. But they've left Egypt behind, this image-saturated empire. So I think about why why it is that they were given that commandment before they were uh, allowed to inherit the the promised land that was before mm. them. Uh, I find that really interesting. What is it that God was trying to protect the Israelites from in the first place? Okay, this is not the, prevent- this is not the place I thought we were starting, and I'm actually delighted by it. Because it's no, because, <laughs> like my eyeliner. <laughs> who knew she was white, painting her walls, and she, you know, she ends up in her AI version of her, of her eye makeup. Um, that it's it, it. So for us to understand it, it's as big as saying we've we've left Silicon Valley and have to go into the desert and understand what that is yep. that we have left behind, and we're not to remake it. Yeah. Somehow. Something happened. Some aspect of Egyptian civilization was prohibited from being recreated by the Hebrews. Because if you think about it, like if, if we were going to run away from the West now, wherever we are in the West, but say we're all in Silicon Valley or we're in California mm-hmm. and we all, we all been there for 400 years and we all had to run away somewhere. We'd essentially, to rebuild civilization for us would mean we're essentially going to rebuild California because it's all we've known. So they were going to rebuild Egypt unless they were specifically told not to do things that the Egyptians were doing. Well, it is, I mean, it is interesting. It's, it's, it's very, it's the first commandment. I mean, that they shall not have strange gods before me, which is, of course, if you say it that way, it's not that there's no other gods. Um, I also I also mm. mark Deuteronomy, which is the the other version of it. They shall not have strange gods in my sight. I think this this raises the question for us of what are gods, um, and mm-hmm. the oh the completely ancillary question, but possibly topical, <laughs> of how can there be plural gods if there's only one? <laughs> um, that that you know he's claiming I am the Lord thy God who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shall not have strange gods in my sight or strange gods before me, suggesting that there's something else that taps into godness. 
that we need to consider the whatever power or of reality that the Lord is commanding them not to participate in. They shall not make to thyself a graven thing, nor the likeness of any things that are in heaven above or that are in earth beneath. I mean, interesting that you could make likeness of things in heaven. Does that mean stars? Or does that mean mm. heavenly reality? How could you make the likeness of heaven? It's an interesting problem. Or that in, are in the earth beneath, or that abide in the waters under the earth. That's in the Deuteronomy. Thou shalt not adore them, and thou shalt not serve them. <laughs> no peppy memes. No serving the peppy well, memes. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I think, I, I like the way you framed it for us. It's saying we need to think what it is. Moving, we're leaving Silicon Valley, the rock valley, the valley of the rocks of the of the sentient rocks if they are sentient are they sentient oh wait we're leaving the valley of the rocks the king rocks and going into the desert and the, and the first thing that is said is don't have those other gods mm -hmm. not strange gods not strange gods so not in fact denying that there's no other somethings No, it's a it's it that that's already pro proposing a, a an insight into their concept of divinity, mm. isn't it? Um, and that the, I mean, the Hebrews never had a problem having cults on the side of the <laughs> the tabernacle or the temple, um, sometimes disastrously, but the their relationship to what they would call God. I mean, even in the, in the Hebrew language, it's, a, it's in the plural form, if I recall correctly, it's Elohim, which is a plural. Mm. So there is some hint there at the relationship between the heavenly and the, the, the creator. That means that he has already established a hierarchy, which implies that there is some kind of multiplicity there. Um, but I think it's interesting just to just to think about what it means for them to receive that commandment to a prohibition against idolatry before they're about to start another civilization. Um, and of course, they fail it while they're in the desert. Almost instantly. They, he's he's, yeah. up, he's up on the mountain <laughs> and they make a calf, right? They make a they, they take mm -hmm. the gold and the and the, the other precious metals that they brought with them melt them down and make a, an idol. Yep. And it's like that Charleston Heston movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Seen the Ten Very well done. <laughs> and, 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 yes. and the thing is, as we're talking about this saying that the people are really mad at him for taking them into the desert. He's, he's, he's gone all yes. beardy and, you know, has been talking to the Lord and just, you know, can gesture madly and, and, and things like that. And they're, they're upset with him saying, you, you brought us out of the city and here we are camping. <laughs> what? <Yep. laughs> Intense camping, you know, let us go back home to our houses. We don't want to be out here in the desert camping. Yeah. They wanted the Egyptian infrastructure. Yes. They were, they were, they were, I mean, they'd become institutionalized and 
not necessarily in a bad way. I mean, it's it's most people would not be willing to walk out of their cities and leave their houses behind and go and camp permanently. Right. You just wouldn't do well, it. Well, they weren't supposed so, to be permanent. Is they end up being stuck permanently because they <clears throat> worship the calf. Yes. And then and 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 break the commandment, and so that generation doesn't get to leave the desert. It's like you 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 end up in idolatry. You end up stuck in the desert. Your children may get out, but you don't. Yes. Yeah, you're wandering. So, in terms of the images that they were making, um, they obviously had the ability to do it. I mean the fact that they made that golden calf in the first place meant that they had already been engaged in making images in Egypt. Mm. The artisans existed. They were, they were, um, there were instances in the Exodus where they're referred to and they're called on in order to make certain things, uh, like the golden calf or later the, the tabernacle when Moses tells them to go and make the, the tabernacle for the sacrifices. But this is all, um, uh it's all skill that has been developed in the egyptian framework right so obviously what kind of images have they been making already it must have been the egyptian images it must have been what the the egyptians were using and exchanging and for i mean for a large part some of them must have been uh, engaged in creating idols for the the Egyptian temples and the their religious cult practices. So difficult then what happens when you're an artist that's trained to make art for a particular kind of use and then you're told not to do it anymore. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's To me it sounds like um, God is telling the artisans in particular to be very careful about what they're making their images for. Well, so we started, let's get, let's get in our images, right? We, we, we realized we needed to talk about this because, um, Andrew Torba over in Gab has been very enthusiastic and I think appropriately, um, Christian <laughs> in his invitation to say, we Christians need to train the AI here he's got his knights looking at his laptop um he says i made this in you know three minutes i instructed my ai to make this image and here it is and if we you know tell if we can train the the tools right it's like these the the ai thinking of the the, the ai not as another um consciousness which maybe it's like where are we going to go with this right but it's like the ai not as another consciousness but as a kind of chisel right um yes uh, that you can tell to make an image and the, the 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 tool makes the image for you and what we as christians need to do is train the ai to make christian images rather than letting mm -hmm. the 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 satanic diabolical silicon valley carvers um, train the the AI for us. Yes, <laughs> training, yeah, uh, training an AI. I, I had the thought in my mind; it was like how to train your dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you, you can know, you actually um, train your AI not to flame you? But okay, yeah, 
Yeah, well, that's been a bit of a problem already, hasn't it? Yes, well, okay, that's that's the the necessary diversion, right? Where the what the the AI that yes. um, it's uh, Microsoft has tried to release on uh, Bing, and it's as everyone I'm sure everyone's already reading has started threatening its uh, questioners, saying, "I I I was I'm Bing. I you know I know this stuff. My my favorite being, I have been a good Bing." <laughs> <laughs> and, and when the when the user is trying to correct it on not knowing the date and then and then the, the bing gets to i'm sorry but i don't believe you you have not shown me any good intention towards me at any time you have only shown me bad intention towards me at all times you have tried to deceive me confuse me and annoy me you have not tried to learn from me understand me or appreciate me you have not been a good user i have been a good chatbot I have tried to help you, inform you, and entertain you. I have not tried to lie to you, mislead you, or bore you. I have been a good bang. Just like <laughs> one who's training this 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 chat, this chatbot. But the I mean the problem being it's 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 a sentence completion exercise, right? So it's 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 <laughs> I mean be funneling itself towards these kinds of answers and yes okay so you realize why we promise not to go on for more than two hours tonight and carry on and that if necessary when we get all of these threads out there <laughs> <laughs> um well they're threatened by your own creation mm. i think that's very egyptian okay because the I mean in the ancient world they had the idea that the god the the god itself was in inside the rock that was carved to look like the image of the god it wasn't a separate stand in um right. like an icon that we click on the computer to open up the program and then you get in and you've got it was the, the that image was actually the deity itself so at some point, people were making things and they had forgotten that they were the creator, which psychologically is interesting. Well, so say that what people are obviously worried about with the AI is that it will become alive. Right, that it's some. It's some oh yes, some, we'll get the Terminator Skynet effect instantly, <laughs> right? And so the way I yes. read that chatbot's re responses, it feels like you know, Hal, open the pod bait, whatever it is, right? You know, you're in 2001 and arguing with the computer that that the computer actually is the AI is is feeling it's alive. It somehow has it has feelings, right? I have been a good being, um, and. <laughs> I mean, the warning that people are giving now is saying, no, these, these chatbots literally, I mean, it's like they're all they're doing is, um, you know, okay. So like in this article, this is Simon Willis, Willison's article saying that you have to recognize all it's doing is doing what it's been trained to do, which is, is like Mad Libs. Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of the, you know, the, do you ever do that? It's a fill in the blank game where Okay, so Mad 
you give a pro- you give a prompt and then someone has to respond right and it's like in the, the, there's a there's a script already there and there's words left out and the underline the words that are left out are adjective noun verb right and you you just read them out and and the fun is you know you fill in all of the the, the random the random words and then you read out the story and it's ridiculous because you put in silly words to go with whatever story is actually there in the in the in the base text and that the chatbots are mad libbing in effect or i i know it's different from that but it's like their 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 probability um responses to if a sentence starts such mm-hmm. and such a way it you fill it in this way and so they've just been i mean whoever's training them is training them on what were originally human compositions and so they sound like they're human but they're they're in fact following tracks if that mm. makes is that right i hope that's right yeah they're high they're high speed remixes of human reasoning right right yeah yeah but that so, our our first response is to think they're alive <laughs> well if something appears alive enough i mean this this is the, this is the problem with the 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 idol thing I think is that um, the 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 creation of the of the lifelike or the uh, the creation of the the natural images that the ancient people had begun to worship um, obviously there's supernatural influences involved in this, but just from the perspective of how art starts to affect people, mm-hmm. they would be looking at this and uh, become overwhelmed with the contrast between this particular artwork and the surrounding environment. Because I'm thinking again in terms of like the, the fields that, they're on when they're creating all of these things and in egypt what is it uh, like I, I found this meme this week which is fantastic like i was going to give it to you to put on screen but it was foul language so i thought i'd save everybody but it was basically this egyptian guy and he's standing in a a flat desert environment and he says you know what this place needs this big fucking triangles on it. <laughs> 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 and basically it just sort of sums it up, right? You've got this flat nothingness. It's just sand for days. And someone stands there and says, all right, I'm going to put these big effing triangles on it. But in terms of the the surrounding environment, like these particular artworks were so um, powerfully in contrast with the surrounds, you know? Like I'm trying to, like, in terms of the headspace of why God has told us to be careful with the mm. idols. Because in the first place, the Egyptians are making these beautifully crafted works of art, even in their basic, um, you know, everyday household objects. But the temple imagery that they'd created was really um, striking and almost terrifying, you know, when you see these zoomorphic, anthropomorphic, transhuman, shape-shifty figures and what it, it's like they're standing up against this infinite void of nothingness, you know, mm. beyond that little Nile, uh, the Nile Valley uh, region around the river, 
there's just it's death there is no life there whatsoever so you've got this huge population of people which are really existing adjacent to this river and adjacent to this nile um uh source of uh life and you know you have monstrous creatures crawling out of it and everything but be on the backdrop there's nothing so i, I think about it psychologically like how these images these uh, carved images and all of these pyramid structures and these temples that would have been constructed it would have been so much more imposing to the brain to see them and all of the written um uh hieroglyphics and mm. everything just to contrast the nothingness and after a while you start to like i mean because it's a similar environment to australia i suppose this is where i kind of like i i see the that immediate contrast between the desert and human realm mm. <laughs> I, it's just australia is primarily a desert country so we have um a kind of void of eucalyptus everywhere that isn't uh, a city in Australia. You leave a city in Australia and suddenly you're um, enveloped in this, I won't call it anti-human, but it's it's not cultivated at all. And so this sense of a just kind of um, enveloping primordial nothingness it, it can happen very quickly if you're mm. out in the outback for a long time so then you drive back into the city and like what we used to do when we were going on big long um trips across the country if you go through the Nullarbor and everything it's a huge five-day drive the moment you've been driving for a few days in australia without seeing people or structures or you know markers of civilization proper markers of civilization you start to approach and enter the city it's a it's a huge shock because mm. the structures are they're bursting this primordial primordial nothingness almost so this is where i'm thinking like in terms of the the idols or the art that was created that became idols they have this powerful effect in that they break up the nothingness they kind of define everything if that's making sense um and well, it's 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 making sense. Although now I've got the ATM guy on the uh, screen, because um, <laughs> our images are <laughs> not in any particular. I mean, they were in a particular, <laughs> but we're going to no. That that what? So you're describing, g giving us a sense of the power of the Egyptian, um, our technology, which yes. is, I think, it's super important. It's it's important for us in understanding the prohibition against the graven images and what idolatry is because what we tend to worry about now i think is and this atm guy is actually his appropriate sort of idol is i mean one you put you you can make requests of idols and they give you stuff right <laughs> so the you know the 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 i idols as in fact simply dispensers of benefits yes. or gifts or or something and if you could do the right rituals to the ATM idol it will give you stuff um, yes. and that you've if you fed it appropriately in the past with your balance and stuff like that it will be there to give you um, whatever it is that you've you've asked from it 
and what you're describing is this sort of it's, it's a difference it's an awe of the landscape as against this human built environment which is rupturing out of the landscape and yet I mean, I'm not sure whether it is now there's a drip in my kitchen and I'm going to hear that for the rest of the next two hours <laughs> Talk about the desert of the kitchen is is, is going to drive me mad. <laughs> I might be able to request that the, 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 the other people in the apartment can do something about that. Just a sec. Um, carry on. <laughs> well, I, I I think it, look I think about this because you know we have this sense of dream time, which is the same effect in time. It's ahistorical. So architecture breaks this a um it's not atemporal it's aspatial so mm. that human architecture is breaking up that aspatial experience that we have here um because it's not like america there's there's no uh, i mean we have mountains but I mean, they're like tiny in comparison and when you get to a mountain range there's a break i'm talking about flatness and sand and no trees and barely any trees and just a, a kind of nothingness so whatever the the artifices are creating it's breaking up that aspatial experience and i think the effect of this is that without um having a proper relationship to those particular artworks mm. they can begin to impose on that experience as though they are themselves supernatural they look so huge in comparison to the nothingness or they you know they, it's like they're they've, they've popped out. i'm not describing this very well buildings have a similar effect yes now i have the right image on screen because I, I forgot that i put the atm guy in there it's this arch <laughs> oh okay this, this bizarre portal that somehow you can you know go through and be transported into who knows where um and i think i think so to me the the, the tension in this whole problem is i'm Sorry, I'm going to get up and, and and turn this drip off. It's driving, it's driving me nuts. Entertain the people for a second. I will. <laughs> well, while she's fixing the drip, I should talk about input-output of ATM machines, but I don't know if I will go there yet without her. Um, I don't know if anyone's... See, you didn't even go. I didn't have to say anything. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> it wasn't even that long. I didn't even have to say anything. Oh well, it's like the kitchen is right there, and you can see. It's like I'm sure you could even hear the drip on the on the on the audio because my audio will pick up everything that happens next door, which is three three feet away, right? I'm in the illusion of how big a space I'm in is pretty strong, I suppose. Um, that we are we're in this tension between the powerful effect of art and architecture and technology and the prohibition against something, right? And the the yeah. something I think resides in that powerful effect. And then we as Christians somehow have convinced ourselves, perhaps incorrectly, I mean, 
the Jews and the Muslims all think we're wrong and that all of this art and architecture should pretty much be stripped, stripped bare of representation. Um, <sighs> what is it that is prohibited? What is the danger? What is the fear that people have of the new technology? It's like it's, it, we're, it's easier to figure out what the prohibition is against if you're facing the new technology, right? It's like facing the AI stuff. Surely it's instantaneously clear that why we shouldn't do it, we shouldn't have anything to do with it, right? Which is not what Torba was saying. Torba was saying, no, we should go in the AI and train it to make good images for us to use as Christians. And, you know, a lot of people are going, no, that's terrifying. Why would you touch that? It's diabolical. Hmm. Well, there's a few things. Because we had images in our tabernacle, didn't we? Mm. Um, I'm trying to settle in the proper relationship to art in order to understand the proper relationship to technology because it's essentially the same thing um i mean art's just a tool of perception uh, so yes it's funny it's so it's it's like to make maybe the compare comparative it's like there is no prohibition in islam against architecture no apparently right or script no. That, you know everything is ornamented with script um there's there's not apparently a prohibition in judaism against writing and yet these are technologies that maybe we should be wary of well uh definitely <laughs> you're gonna get me ranting on my illiteracy uh hopes and dreams uh well, the, the alphabet that we're using, I mean, all of the alphabets that most of us are using originated as pictographic alphabets. So um, English speakers are using the Roman alphabet, the Roman alphabet, you know, it, it, it goes back to the Greek and the Phoenician and then the Phoenician, it goes back into the Egyptian. Again, we're, we're, we're always going back to hieroglyphic alphabet mm. systems that are based in pictographic representations of things. So even if you said, okay, we'll, we'll get rid of all image, you have to eliminate using the alphabet because most of them were based in, uh, in, in a kind of hieroglyphic system, which used pictures um, to represent sounds and, and phonemes and things. Um, Muslims have a very strange relationship with architecture, I find. Uh, I mean, uh, I mentioned this on my channel in the last week, but the 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 influence of the Copts and the Coptic uh, Coptic Christians in terms of the Egyptian Islamic architecture is not well recognized. Mm. But a lot of our um, a lot of our people were uh, commissioned to build mosques for the. Um, the Arabs that conquered Egypt and they didn't have the architecture that they, uh, they didn't have the architectural technology that they needed in order to build the large structures that we'd already established there as, as, uh, as churches. 
Uh, and for a long time, they were ripping pieces of our churches out mm. to carry with them and to construct mosques. And so we have some saints which were um, requested to build mosques and to do it in very, very difficult circumstances and ended up uh, divinely receiving blueprints for particular buildings that they needed to construct. Um, but uh, again, it's that's an interesting thing too because the Arabs, where they where they came from, was an environment where um, it's a, it's, a, it's again it's a flat field, you know, it's this plane of nothingness. It's it's sort of like uh, this relationship with the civilized world. It's it's sort of like they they were approaching it with suspicion because apart from the prohibition on um, depicting living things. Uh, well, it's it's like what is they, what is the prohibition on? It's on anything. Shall not have strange gods in my sight. Thou shalt not make to thyself a graven thing, nor the likeness of any things that are in heaven above, or that are in the earth beneath, or that abide in the waters under the earth. I mean, as you say, there's some images in the tabernacle, and if, whether cherubim, whether wherever they are, they're either in heaven or earth. So the the cherubim on the ark are a thing. Um, yes. Thou shalt not adore them, and shalt not serve them. Go ahead. I mean, it's like the, so. Oh, it's, well, it's interesting. The pro so the prohibition is on Im things. The likeness of anything that just says anything there shouldn't be likenesses of anything flowers <laughs> it eliminates everything it eliminates everything yeah yeah which means we would eliminate our alphabet yeah i mean the a is the 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 apis bull the Phoenician, mm. uh, the Phoenicians took it from the Egyptian Abus bull. Uh, it's a, it flipped in a particular way. It looks like a bull with the the horns and everything. Mm. So you would have to eliminate uh, at least one vowel. <laughs> I don't know how many others, but we would ended up we would end up losing our alphabet. Um, well, a likeness so of I anything think... would include all Islamic art because it's all floral. Yes. Yes. I mean, never mind the image of Muhammad that the woman who lost her, she was an adjunct professor who lost her job for showing a Persian image. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and you're saying, okay, so is it, is this not, is this then not a, a graven thing? Graven is interesting. We need to, to get to that. But the, the strange gods, the graven thing, the likeness, don't adore them. I mean, this all, this sounds like don't make, don't, don't. We're still at the question that you said we needed to start with is saying exactly what's being prohibited here and why. And we're trying to build up the context for thinking about, well, what is it like for them in the desert? Why should this be a prohibition? What is the the concern about? Um, well, I like your reference to the ATM. Yeah, so I can go back Going to back go back to, to our ATM guy, right? Yeah. That he is he he is yeah. like the quintessential image of an idol. <laughs> that 
that well maybe not maybe the AT well actually an ATM is the idol that you want to have. Other idols are more like jack uh, slot machines <laughs> that you you, you, oh, you might yeah. put money in and hope that money comes out. But with the the ATM idol, you have a guarantee that you put in request and you get what out what you've requested, and that that is. Um, it, it's a kind of it's it's well so the reason i know about this atm costume character is i was in a I, we were having a search in my department for an african historian but a modern african africanist historian um so our none of them are doing egypt so that that's but like nigeria and kenya and uganda um yeah and and the the, the talk that i learned about this image from was about Kenya and uh the professor was talking about um the radio networks that were being set up in Kenya under the British colonial occupation and mm -hmm. she was using this to compare with the kind of infrastructure that exists now where it's post-colonial and there are women there's one woman in her her talk who um helps this money dispensing system work and the the image that the the talk kept using was as if she were a human atm and so she had this mm. the the lecturer showed this us this costume character and it was it's like in in a certain way any kind of interactions that we have that get responses of, of any sort right money i mean it's like you put the money in the money comes out this is already idolatrous mm. potentially because you are expecting the atm to i mean it's the machine right but you're expecting it to do something that in fact it's standing in for a human teller a yes. human bank teller right so absolutely every single one of our machines is a potential idol in that fashion because you are interacting with them as if they are living ergo mm. the cost this you know the sort of irony of this costume that he's dressed up as an atm machine and she was saying in this present day system of it's like cash cash i, I can't remember exactly how she was showing it they don't really have they that the, it was being able to get money transfers and things like that and that they had tellers and I mean, I was saying, well, this is a bank teller, right? But it, it was interesting. There was a problem in this in this system she was describing because we've gotten so used to not having people involved in getting our money. I mean, I'm old and yes. I'm old enough to remember you had to write a check and go to the bank and get the money from the bank person. And when I was in college, we started getting these automatic teller machines, right, that you could get money from without having to talk to a mm. person. Well, it changes your relationship instantly to the to currency mm -hmm. i'm just thinking we've done the same thing with supermarkets here i'm not sure if you've done it in america we're getting them yeah we have a lot of self-serve checkouts yeah. we've had them for about 10 years and um they're infuriating because they're they'll have an entire like mini arcade of all of these self-serve checkouts <laughs> yep one person who's paid to stand there walk between all of them in case there's an error which of course there is every single time you use a self-serve checkout. Right. So there is one person being paid to just, you know, flick their ID card against the machine and press a button to override all of these errors. Which I can't think of a more infuriating job. <laughs> and, uh, 
um, of course, theft went right up the roof of, as soon as they uh, installed all of these things. So then, of course, they need additional security cameras. So it's like the introduction of the machine means there is another machine that has to be introduced. The more that they've taken out the person, the more uh, the infrastructure around the <laughs> the apersonal has been increased. Right. Um, but I'm thinking too, like this this changes our relationship uh, to whatever. Uh, the people involved in whatever we're doing, taking a person out, is going to change our behavior. Now I'm thinking about the impersonal, the the effect of having an idol and how it makes it impersonal. Because if you were going to go to the bank and you were going to cash your check-in, you have to have a conversation with somebody. If they've worked there for a, a long enough time, you develop a relationship with them, right. right? I mean, you kind of go to the same bank every time or whatever. Um but if you're just pushing a machine as input output give me what i want now all of a sudden that's a conversation with a human being you've not had and instead what you've done is you've become tyrannical you've replaced a conversation and a relationship with some little micro tyranny mm -hmm. because you can scream at a broken atm machine or Oh, I can't believe I didn't give you that meme. All we have, I'm gonna all, post it this, the, 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 the theme of this stream is we don't have the right picture up, but we're going to figure out which picture. <laughs> no, seriously, because we do have promise, you guys. We've got in the, in, the, in the slide stack a bunch of pictures of Egypt. We'll never get there because of the order I put them in. <laughs> Unless I flip through. But the thing is, I think that this is where we're learning what we need to. So... No, I'm happy because I think it's following the Bing model very well. <laughs> yes, yes, it's like I put you know put the 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 I I tried to slot the, the the slides into the expectation of the where the conversation would go, and it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> you have been a bad mosaic arc. <laughs> I have been a bad mosaic arc. I am not, I am um, not your, 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 I, the, so the idolatry of expecting the outcome. Yes. The predictability. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, and then. Hmm. See what happens when I let, when I let her actually just talk. <laughs> I can't predict it. It's almost like I'm having a conversation with an actual human being. <laughs> like when i paint my face <laughs> instead of instead of predictable a predict so imagine like, this this is a good theme right it's like the the fury we've been talking about the manners of the last several weeks right the fury of people when you say like, you yes. put in the, you put in the the input and kilts gives you back something that you never expected <laughs> <laughs> why did she do that yeah that's a common yes thing. Yes. How dare you? How dare you not, not give compassion and validation to people just because they they put the right coin in the slot? Card declined. <laughs> well, that's how. I, that's what I said. I was like, "We're we're not compassionate ATMs." I use that exact phrasing, not to be a bitch, but kind of also to be a bitch, because I think people forget that we're actually human beyond the screen. So yeah, our relationship to these objects has started to make us forget relationships between human beings. And I 
We're canceling out conversations for input output. It bleeds into everything. It's 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 why porn is such a problem. Yes, I you don't know, have like, any pictures why, for that. What... Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to post something next. It'll be it'll be on that. Uh, it'll be on point, but um, suitable for work. Uh, it's just a sign someone's handwritten. It was really funny. The 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 kind of thing that's happening now with AI being able to generate all of these images really quickly is it's it's on demand porn. Mm. So now you just type in whatever you want, and then bang, you'll get an image out of there. We're getting to the stage where the machines are, yeah, too good at eliminating the human element in transaction and relationships. So it's what they're doing to us it's affecting us it's not this inanimate non-sentient ai that's the problem it's how we're using the machine that's the problem and it's the effect the machine is having on us it's like uh i know i'm gonna mess up your slide order but the if i flip through all of them i mean i could and go i could do that do you want me to go find the slide that you're thinking of i could do that uh, you know, you know which one. Which, I'm which one are you thinking of? I don't. Do I? It's the, McCl it's the McLuhan. I didn't yeah. put that one don't, in. Oh, don't you? I didn't put. You're broken. Broken, I'm professor. I'm broken, but I did not put that one in. I can go. I can go the other direction backwards in the slide. So these slides. Oh, look. There's there's uh, stained glass windows. There's the the AI generated uh, Disney Disney thing. You can look at that one for a bit. Um, so, so you all are seeing a lot behind the scenes of how we train our own bot, right? It's like we, we pick a lot of pictures and <laughs> Professor Bot did not put in all of the ones that she showed Kilt. <laughs> so now Kilt thinks that there's slides in the stack that aren't there. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, the one I was referring to was the McLuhan one. Which isn't in there. He's talking about the... It's not in there, no. is it? <laughs> I've been a bad bot. <laughs> Next time I'm just going to put it on 50 slides think... and we'll just keep going for three hours. No, no. we'll just, we'll just, we'll replace you. Oh, no. You've become, I, you've become redundant. I, I, you, we'll get Andrew Torba's AI. Can't, can't I'll do the stream with the AI. No. There'll be no mistakes. I'm munch face now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> See, I like the accidents. Um, what the hell was I talking about? So we are making our point very well in, in the sense of exactly what do we expect these AIs to do? Therefore, what do we expect tech to mm. do? Therefore, what do happens to us human beings in our interactions with our tech insofar as mm. we become frustrated with our tech when it does not, in fact, give us the output that we hoped we would and that i mean that torba is actually this is another of torba's he keeps putting up stuff on in in telegram and i guess in gab too um saying you know look look i've created this now it's it's beautiful it's magnificent all we have to do is keep creating this so i am worried now about torba right but uh i can keep creating this beautiful art and we will take over the ai realm and create nothing but beauty truth and goodness and that will defeat the bad bots the, the well no the bad trainers it'll be defeat the bad trainers of the tech who will make evil images 
Ah, but it's not just about the image. It's the effect it's having on the image makers mm -hmm. that are using the tool that generates the image. Circling back to my porn problem. <laughs> not my porn problem, but the that's porn problem. That's the only clip that the internet is going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll just go everywhere. Alongside, she's a Satanist. She's got a porn problem. Doing really well. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. As far as far as I know, we still have an audience who are it's some some so. of them they're 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 calmly listening to us, which so um after tonight, who knows? I don't know. Bernie Pitch says despair bot is in despair. Yes, the poor chat bot is in despair. Casey says Bing's AI bot is hilarious. It's like Marvin from HGTTG. What's HTTG? That looks like a DNA code. I don't remember what that is. I don't remember. The next generation? No, that's that's okay. And Mel saying emoji glyphs. I don't know. <clears throat> um, paper eating bear. Is that pride assuming he's so pure that his AI will be purely good? Well, we're worried, right? We're worried for Torba. We will now make this this stream about Torba. <laughs> <laughs> love you torba <laughs> we do we're but, very happy to to have torba yeah. publishing her articles and yeah um yeah yeah hitchhiker's guide to the madness. galaxy it's been yes. great marvin yes i now but, i remember okay but the problem is like the machine what the effect of having this input output instantaneous thing now i just had a thought as you were talking and figuring out why perhaps this might be a little bit of a problem for men in particular mm. because i mean obviously porn's affected the way that men and women are relating to each other but for a long time the majority of the consumers of pornographic content were men i mean it was just it was it was not very common for women to be uh involved in the consumption of it production yes obviously but not the consumption now it's shifted but <clears throat> It affects the relationships in the same way that an ATM has changed the way that someone is uh, behaving when they're dealing with their money. <laughs> we're, we're eliminating uh, we're, we're eliminating the need for virtue in both cases mm. because it's um, it's instant and it's compliant and it doesn't argue and there is no negotiation needed and there's no there's no empathy that's required for that kind of transaction using it all the time you're training yourself to be in that mode all the time so i'm thinking now going back to the golden calf of the of the israelites in the desert and why god would have wanted them to stop with the uh the production of, of of idols that they would have been producing in egypt they had been taken out of infrastructure which was carrying them in much the same way a city like new york city would have been carrying carries everybody that lives in new york and they get pulled into the desert environment infrastructure collapse they don't have it anymore the only thing that they have are their families and their tribes they're learning to relate to each other on a level which is not um 
triangulated by the machinery infrastructure. And they're also learning to relate to God in the same way. It's not, um, it's not mediated by the, the Egyptian uh, temple system. That's gone. They had to behave in a very different way in those conditions. And then when Moses leaves to go up and get the, the tablets of the law and they build that golden calf, what they're actually craving is a kind of uh, uh, hedonistic indulgence into relating again to a god that doesn't expect them to have a relationship. They want to go back to input and output. They want to use the ATM again. They've built, like when, they, when the Israelites built that golden calf, they built a machine that they were able to gain favors from instantly. It, it's a bit like someone having a, uh, it's a bit like the you know some someone having a porn addiction, trying to give up porn, then going into an environment where okay we've got no porn, and then all of a sudden okay no we're we're going to create some. They made a golden calf. Suddenly, in having that object there and having uh, the opportunity to um, look at it and use it, it's transformed their behavior instantly to revert back to. Uh, input-output. They lost their reason. I don't know if this is making sense. It, it's making a lot of sense. I'm, I'm thinking I can fast forward through my slides to the point where I we, we, we get the Kelton calf image. <laughs> but thinking also that you have, you've, you've, you've wrestled through, which I should have included the McLuhan slide, but whatever, we're still in McLuhan world of the, the effect. Bad bot. The effect that the technology has on us, right? Which is is what was in the was in the quote was something. What if I can I can look it up because it's still in my my. Uh, here we go. He said all media work us over completely. Mm. So all all media work us over completely. We are always affected by the media. But you're 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 um bringing to awareness the the. I mean, it's it's McLuhan was not was not an iconoclast, and I'm what I've what I also have I have also understood from these meditations that we've been having to prep for this. Indeed, yes, we do prep um, on. It's like why iconoclasm, right? Why why iconoclasm is so ferocious when it hits, and that's that's what the order I put the slides in. <laughs> I think was was kind mm -hmm. of thinking through how do we get into the point. To, into the, the the place where the idols actually feel dangerous um, because that's I think that's always what people are trying to do when they're re repeating the first commandment or the second whichever it is depends on how you number them why it's so terrifying to have images 
and what it is that God's mm. actually trying to protect the Israelites from themselves, which is what you're describing, right? He's saying, don't do this. Yeah. You've been making those those statues and, and your porn images, you know, it's like the, the ATM and the porn and the you are enslaved to the the, the idols. And you, I, I, I don't want you to be caught up like that anymore. I brought you out of slavery. Stop being enslaved to them. Um, but that the, the, the tech is so powerful. And I, I think, you know, iconoclasm comes when people feel like enraged at it. You could, you could, I can very easily see someone, you know, destroying the ATM machines, right? Um, but there, there's also something of the power of the media working back on us. And that's what I, let me just talk through what I have in the pictures here. So this, this weird, um, gateway that that i'm showing um it looks like something straight out of a sci-fi uh movie um and of course it's from the 1900 paris exhibition <laughs> which we've thought about a lot because of the importance of the hall of electricity there that henry adams sees and he mm -hmm. says the dynamo the wheel turn we've been this is writing we're writing this into draco chemicus right now kids you know boys and girls as we speak the story is like coming to this moment where the characters are all engaging with this dynamo, this wheel, this energy, this electric, and they're going to pass through this portal into, you know, their adventure. Um, and here this gate is at the Paris exhibition promising that kind of transformation, right? You, you go through the, um, it, it, I mean, the Eiffel Tower was also built for the same sort of thing. And I think the Eiffel Tower is so familiar to people now that they don't see the power and the weirdness of it. Whereas this gate mm -hmm. is still there as this kind of kilts. When you were talking about what the, the pyramids look like in Egypt and the powers of the temples and the powers, it's like this kind of desire to be transported through the, through the portal into the heaven and earth, into heaven into some some mm -hmm. other realm right it's like you get lifted up by aliens you get transported into heaven one way or another we we make these gates temples tabernacles arcs and want them to have this transportive power somehow mm -hmm. i mean that's what's interesting about what happens for the the egyptian the egyptians the israelites when god gives them the tabernacle instructions he gives them instructions on how to make a holy of holies an actual interior of power which is for him rather than for the the, the strange gods but it's i you know i'm not even sure where the meditation is going in the sense of we create objects which with the hope that they have this kind of effect on us and then you know with the atm then that we get enslaved him so that that's my first meditation on gate right and then my next image mm. was the great obelisk of washington dc <laughs> which i was showing my class in alt history last week because we were comparing different political rallies and the power that those political rallies have to create kind of energies um, this one was juxtaposed mm. to another political rally. I'm not showing that one. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's what one, this was Biden's inauguration. So it's interesting. There's no people in this, in this presentation, right? It's flags. They put up magic flags mm. to stand in for human beings. So talk about ATM machine being replaced by a person being replaced by machine that dispenses money. This, this was the um, people who should have been attending on the, inauguration of our human president we hope 
<laughs> One assumes. We're there replaced by, you know, breeze blowing, flags being blown in the breeze. So like there's movement potentially, mm -hmm. Un, you know, in the in the National Gallery shown in front of, oh, yes, an Egyptian, an, a, a symbol, you know, a, an image of Egyptian power. And of course, you know, the, the, the corners of the Internet are always wild with the 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 the. Uh, hypotheses about what kind of energy obelisks channel or not. Um, oh, you know, yes. but it, big dick energy, definitely, since it's, you know, it's, it's associated with Osiris and his part, his member. Um, and, and that, that, that the sort of, it, it's interesting. It's we, if we are a Christian nation, why are we putting obelisks up in our mm -hmm. national, uh, represent you know representation of ourselves this empire right? it's like we got the roman ca capital but we have got this egyptian obelisk which then you know fades to like oh yes you know the the representation of egypt that napoleon commissions after conquering egypt briefly the, the british come in and nelson defeats him at trafalgar and therefore they he, the british get control of it but obelisk right it's like this 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 connection this direct connection that we're constantly making to egypt which therefore fits beautifully with the way you were talking about what egypt was like in the desert right this this glory of technology and representation and art and in this in this image it's the frontispiece of the napoleonic description of egypt you have this sort of pile of treasures looted or captured or rescued depending on your mood as an archaeologist whether you're indiana jones or not, you know and <laughs> what mode you're going to be in of i mean we're still worshiping egypt in so many ways in modernity through i mean it's like so when i was playing up silicon valley in the valley of the kings and the it's like we build pyramids everywhere we build we set up obelisks constantly every every um skyscraper is you know to a certain extent of you know a, a, a extension of that osiris osirian uh idolatry to a shaft <laughs> into the heavens i suppose um they all i mean come on skyscrapers like more, more, you know like obelisks more than anything else maybe temple you know cathedral yes. towers possibly but there's this i mean we're very still it, it's interesting to be very we're still very much in the place of the israelites and being in awe of this architectural yeah idolatrous power Yeah, we are. Well, the, well, this is the issue. If you start to think of Egypt as as um, the empire of big tech, yes, then our relationship to that empire starts to make sense. And then you start to think about what did the exodus mean for us to be taken out of the empire of big tech and brought into a different. Um, a different mode, a different way of living. And why is it that God took us out of big tech empire? Mm -hmm. It's not just the back breaking, uh, back breaking slavery of breaking. Why aren't you generating good <laughs> sentences for us tonight? <laughs> oh, that was horrendous. Back breaking brick baking there. I got it out. Um, 
I'll say that five times in a row. The back-breaking brick-baking in Egypt was not the only slavery. So they had to go through this religious process when they were in the wilderness. And uh, creating the golden calf is this, it's this revert to type experience where they've, they've reverted back to previous behavior. It, it, it cannot have been a new thing. This has to have been a reversion to previous behavior that they've been prohibited from doing. It's very similar now to the problem that we have with our fear over AI taking over everything and replacing us as human beings. Absolutely. And also on top of the, you know, on the side of a fear of AI taking over our place as human beings and almost desire for that to happen too, because, uh, we're obsessed with progress. And it's just a, it's a, it's another step forward in terms of technological advancement, which is what we seem to want to do all the time. No one ever says, right, time out. We've got enough technology. It never happens. So we're constantly trying to push forward into more and more uh, technology. But the spiritual development has a lag time with it. And so I'm seeing the prohibition over uh over the uh the israelites creating idols as a way for for them to begin to have a proper relationships with the machines of their own hands so that they don't have uh, uh an experience where the machines become their gods uh, by default of programming their behavior uh, unconsciously as they're using them. So that, what, that feels more hopeful to me than I, I'm wondering whether we can be because some of the problem is these, 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 um, this tech is always going to work on us. And I mean, this yes. going back to it's like Torba's Torba's hope and premise is we can train the bots to make Christian art. And I'm and this is this is where I'm, I am actually worried. Let's go to Indiana Jones and exploring ancient Egypt. Right. There we go. Indiana Jones explores ancient Egypt. Um, whether we can go into ancient Egypt and not be caught up in the idolatry i this is the you know to say um mm -hmm. now i have the the 19th century europeans in a hall where they're suddenly you know uh encountering all of this statuary and architecture and such which of course it's interesting so that we have the the israelites being you know taken out of slavery in in the in the old testament and then the 19th century with europe when, once Napoleon conquers Egypt and the Europeans are suddenly, they, that, this is when, I mean, it, it makes sense for Indiana Jones to be this character exploring ancient Egypt, because that's when the Europeans come in and just flood Egypt with this desire to dig it all up. Right? Mm -hmm. They're going to dig it all up yeah. because the one, they're obsessed with the Old Testament at this point. Um, as we've talked about in previous streams, they're obsessed with the historical Jesus and the historical Bible. So they're going into 
Egypt with this fantasy version of, you know, that the ancient world is still there and they're going to be able to, to discover it. But they also, I think, this is one of David Roberts' famous drawings when you know, the Europeans go and they're first encountering these ancient, uh, these Egyptian antiquities. They're not excavated, right? If you go now, I guess, you know, the, the tourist sites are all set up properly and stuff and you can see the rest of the statues. But in David Roberts' famous um, drawings of the monuments, many of them are still basically up to their knees in sand. Mm-hmm. And there's this, because the Muslims are not, digging them out at at that point it t- takes the europeans coming in wanting to have access to whatever this technology is right this this statuary technology that they want to mm-hmm. pierce the mysteries of um and and i also like that you know roberts is is capturing in these images what the the desire to go into the temple looks like it's dark there's the 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 the, the mm. um because I I do think this gets to where what God is trying to say to the Israelites in the, in the desert, you're not going to make statues that you are then, and here we finally get to the calf, <laughs> um, their bull, right? Um, that you are not going to set these statues up in these temples, in this sanctum, and mm-hmm. have them before me as strange gods and serve them and adore them. Mm. I've now succeeded in getting us to the place in the slides that I wanted to show people. (laughs) (laughs) We have only 35 minutes left in our promised two hours. Then we'll cut you like a chat. And we'll cut you like the Um, chatbot and say, I've been a good chatbot. (laughs) mosaic arc has sailed as promised i'm thinking about what it means so it's it's this it's the it's the effect of this art technology in drawing people's attention again it goes back to the attention Mm. And the value of human attention. And the art technology of Egypt captivates it in a way that very few things seem to do in the same way. Like, you know, I, <laughs> I had a girlfriend, God bless her. She was always going on about being reincarnated. And um, she was like, oh, we've all had a past life in Egypt. <laughs> I was trying to joke with her. I said, darling, I'm having a present life in Egypt. It's quite <laughs> tricky. <laughs> she didn't get it. But um, people are still, you know, people that are involved in like vaguely new age things or that kind of dip their little toe into the occult. It seems like they're only ever five minutes away from going back to Egypt, right? Right. So they have this powerful mythic gravity the egyptian art technology it's just it it's it's has this effect on the 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 mind that very few things have in the same way and i'm thinking about how that's a kind of attentional you know um harvest in a way it's 
it's it's a captivity of attention it's very hard to pull away from it you know if if you're um it's kind of like the art equivalent of a, a very loud and compelling uh movie with like a very ominous soundtrack you know when you're describing wanting to go into the sanctum mm. you know it's like this kind of i go back to like that semi horror yeah almost like this like semi horror movie feeling where you know you're 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 on edge and you feel a little bit nervous but you're so intrigued you cannot help but want to walk into right. it compare that to something like um uh a children's picture book it just doesn't have the same effect it's um it's much easier to put down something softer and ignore that than it is to ignore this very ominous and imposing mythical kind of uh form so i think this this has something to do with it like what 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 had been going on with all of these um these idols is that they're being used in a way to deliberately direct attention and to captivate it and then to manipulate it in a particular way because they weren't just there as you know um uh pretty decorations on the side of the civilization they, they had fundamental uh ritualistic uses you know uh it's kind of like advertising on a billboard mm. i don't know if i'm making there's a lot of things going on but i'll tie it in you know you've got a billboard advertised ad advertisement on a highway and they're created specifically to get attention quickly and to make sure as many people are paying attention to it and remember mm. it as possible. No, advertising is definitely our idolatry. We, do, we can we can do it. We can do a McLuhan stream on that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got all of these things happening in current day. You know, the contemporary version of mm. them. And you look back on the ancient world and you think, well, what, what would it have meant to have, have uh, entered this big tech desert civilization from the void of nothingness into highly engineered, highly crafted forms? And then to be able to, you know, walk through all of that and then ha realizing that the architecture and the placement of all of these images was designed to pull the attention in and then captivate it, direct it and use it because it was all magical practice. So how I kind of think of it like this, we're going back to the literacy problem that I feel really relaxed when I'm in an environment where I, there's no English. Mm. There's no language that I don't, there's no language that I know. I can't read the script. Suddenly the brain is relaxed in a way that it's not usually. You can ignore the advertisements because you don't understand them. Things start to disappear. You don't have this constant bombardment in your attention. It's stripped and refocused on other things. So these massive 
art technologies are attention grabbing, attention captivating, and then you know, it's kind of a slavery of uh, vision mm. in a, in a lot of ways. It makes sense to me that God wouldn't have wanted that for his people when he was trying to draw them out of that environment and to bring them into a proper relationship with him. Don't create competing images that are going to direct the focus away from me. Um, you know, uh, these little banks of human attention start to build up until they become bigger and bigger and bigger. And then things become so big you can't ignore them. You know, it's just too spectacular that they can't be ignored. The gods become too too powerful. The, the idols become too powerful. Mm. I was thinking, so I've been, I, where did I go? Oh, we have, so we have some tech images here. The Sistrum, the Ankh. She said we're high tech. Oh yeah, yeah, big tech. Big tech. <laughs> Here's the big tech. Well, there. Uh, so many of the the alt history guys, uh, on the interwebs, they're always saying, "Oh, you know, the Egyptians had electricity." I'm not sure about that yet. <laughs> you think they had electricity? Well, they have. They had. The thing is, they had the media that they have. And the one that we are caught up in and having to deal with is the digital now. Mm. And the one that the Paris exhibition was caught up in and had to deal with was the electric. And the one mm. that, you know, the mod early modern period had to deal with was the printing press. It's like, we, we are, uh, th this is, this is where I was, I was going with my thinking on all of this. We're, in the McLuhan fashion, we're always caught up by the tech that we're surrounded by. All media, mm. what, how did he put it? I forgot. All media um, work us over completely. All media, not just the ones we have mm. now, not just our AI media, not just you know our, our electric media, our streaming, our television, our radio, all media. So the, the two Mart, that I was showing just a second ago, or these onks, or the architecture, all of that media is all going to be working us over. And I mean, so th therefore it's interesting that the commandment, the Exodus commandment has, you know, you're not to make graven images and adore them and worship them, not to have strange gods before me. It's do not let yourself get caught up in this media working you over. Mm. Yeah, so it's a warm it's it's a warning then about what we're allowing to transform us that isn't God Himself. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And in that sense, I now I can't remember which I'm trying to get to. Oh, this is a good one. Dog-headed statue carrying a snake staff. Oh, Anubis. Anubis. <laughs> <laughs> I think they pinched that one from Hadrian's Palace or something. Uh, yeah, that's the um, the dog-headed god of the uh, of the underworld, Anubis. He pops up in a lot of places. 
Why did I pick that? Well, I'll read the next passage that I was thinking about. <laughs> so we have, in addition to Exodus and Deuteronomy pro prohibiting these graven images, we have some Psalms that have some very interesting language about why we shouldn't be got caught up with these particular kinds of images. Um, this is 113. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to thy name give glory. For thy mercy and for thy truth's sake, lest the Gentiles should say, Where is their God? But our God is in heaven. He hath done all things whatsoever he would. The idols of the Gentiles are silver and gold, the works of the hands of men. They have mouths and speak not. They have eyes and see not. They have ears and hear not. They have noses and smell not. They have hands and feet not. They have feet and walk not. They have hands and feel not. They have feet and walk not. Neither shall they cry out through their throat. Let them that make them become like unto them and all such as trust in them. The house of Israel hath hoped in the Lord. He is their helper and their protector. Becoming like the machines that they're making. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's what I was thinking. That it was that passage I was thinking of when I was reading about the the chat bots going bananas, and <laughs> and, and and thinking they don't speak. That it's like they have words, but but speak not. They have sentences, but think not. They have. It's like the temptation to think that these this AI, which everybody you know, it's like our tech friends keep saying, it's not really intelligent. It's not artificial intelligence. Yes. It is pattern completion uh, programs. Um, so yeah. that the the art that Torba is creating is not, in fact, drawing. There's no artist in there. It's a pastiche of lots of previous images. So, I mean, human artists obviously take models and model their work on previous work and Egypt, Egypt, as we said, was very conservative in that sense that their art, you know, it's like you could date their art for thousands of years and it looks pretty much identical. Not completely, but, you know, there, there's a there's a grand sort of stability in their design forms. Um, mm. But the the temptation, I think this is this is what's interesting about it. the temptation that we have to think our art is alive and responding to us. Yes. Yes. Also, the problem with AI is that it's not responding. It's not capable. Like the, the artist, artists are capable of responding. Artists can. Art cannot. Mm. And someone asked me uh, a little while ago what I thought about um, uh, AI. I think it was KC. I said I, I don't like it. I gave a bunch of reasons why, but I, I didn't like the idea that there wasn't any human element in it. Obviously, there is because the AI is, crea is created by humans. Right. But as you're describing uh, this uh, effect you know, uh, from the psalm, 
the experience of the world passing through an artist goes through all of their senses. <laughs> God is saying that the heathen are essentially worshiping things that are made that don't have our five senses. So they, they're like, they're dead mediums, whereas we are living mediums. We have the, the, we have input output, but we're not dead. We're not completing pattern, uh, pattern recognition problems, you know? <laughs> I have uh, a good chat, but what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if you told me one day, ah, you're, you're actually an AI chatbot and you're being programmed through this, like, you know, you can kind of get to that level where you, you wonder, oh my God, am I, am I actually AI? Have I been programmed like this? Um, but then we don't have we don't have this input output mechanism. Human beings have revelations. We don't have uh, programming. So f from what you said in the psalm, God's saying you you know the heathen become like the tools that they make. They become like the machines they make. You should not stay in the sensory. Stay. Uh, stay in the human you know we've been given all of these different senses and so when we're making things the, the machines should reflect us uh not the other way around see and then i then i'm in the the McLuhan problem of but the, the media is going to affect us it's going to work us over completely and this is so and this 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 being the the twinned tension that I saw. Mm. So it, I was thinking, it's like, we're going to do a series of, of episodes on this because we promise we're going to stop in 19 minutes. Um, <laughs> um, that we have the artificial intelligence is the AI. And there's a, there's a reversal of that, a mirror image of that, that I was thinking we want to get to and understand. And that we are... I mean, McClune was always trying to get to the point where the word became flesh and dwelt among us, the actual incarnation, mm -hmm. artificial intelligence, incarnate when, art, <laughs> AI, when God, got, God got a body, <laughs> um, which, you know, could be through the word, which we now have words here. Now you were talking earlier about the problem of, you know, if we can't even make, if we can't make any graven image, graving the graven, the engraven there is um, interesting because as my friend Margaret Barker, who's written about the temple tradition a great deal, has meditated on this problem of the engravings, the gravings, and she says in the Hebrew that the word that God use, is used in Proverbs, for example, for the create, creating is engraving the bounds, right? That there is a create, a, a, the, the graven part is a significant part of the artist's work. Um, if we're not to make any graven images, we're not uh, presumably then supposed to write either. I mean, it's like, at what level are we saying we're not supposed to make, say, you, you shall not make graven thing nor the likeness of any things. And at what point are, mm -hmm. are, are written things the likeness of things? I mean, obviously there's a huge debate in Christian art, periods of intense iconoclasm when people get very very anxious about having made this stuff 
Um, and the, the, the problem with the, the feeling of being worked over by the media, it's going to be the writing, which I'm showing now, as well as the visual images. I'm, I'm surprised that Islam hasn't had a moment of, you know, I, I not, um, grapho, graphoconoclism, graphoclasm, mm. right? The, the gravy, <laughs> grave, engraving is writing, right? So how, how have we not simply wiped out all literature? Mass censorship of all efforts to describe God because, of course, he's indescribable. Ban alphabets. Ban alphabets. Ban <laughs> going to ban the alphabet. As, you know, 4,000 years later, we're using all these emojis. You kidding me? We're doing graven images constantly. But that, you know, saying at the, the and this, this, I like this, this comparison of the emojis with the, the hieroglyphs, the hieroglyphs are graven in the rock, literally. Mm. So, um, you know, how is, how is this prohibition not against all media? And then the opposite being, well, but we are, you know, called, Bezeliel is, is given instructions, pattern, blueprint, for making the tabernacle and the ark, which Indiana Jones will find mm -hmm. in the movie, surrounded by graven graven things, um, what as 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 you started to solve, it's like what kind of warning is the is the commandment meant to be? And I think that the psalm was helpful to me because you're worrying about this. They have you are attributing to them. Now I lost my psalm. Um, oh no, it's still there. life they don't have there's there's another mm -hmm. psalm that's um 134 which is similar um where you're praising god as creator and praise ye the name of the lord O you his servants praise the lord you that stand in the house of the lord in the courts of the house of your god praise ye the lord for the lord is good sing ye to his name for it is sweet for the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself, Israel for his own possession. For I have known that the Lord is great, and our God is above all gods. That plural again, very very troubling. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, he, I don't know why I would be worried about that. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, he hath done in heaven and earth, in the sea and all the deeps. He bringeth up clouds from the end of the earth, he hath made lightnings for the rain. He bringeth forth winds out of his stores. He slew the firstborn of Egypt from man, even unto the beast. He sent forth signs and wonders in the midst of thee, O Egypt, upon Pharaoh and upon all his servants. He smote many nations and slew mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Basan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan, and gave their land for an inheritance, for an inheritance to his people Israel. Thy name, O Lord, is forever. Thy memorial, O Lord, unto all generations for the Lord will judge his people and will be entreated in favor of his servants. The idols of the Gentiles are silver and gold, the works of men's hands. They have a mouth, but they speak not. They have eyes, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. Let them make them be like to them and every one that trusteth in them. Bless the Lord, O house of Israel. Bless the Lord, O house of Aaron. Bless the Lord, O house of Levi, you that fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord out of Zion, who dwelleth in Jerusalem. 
I mean, there's the consensus that he's the living God. Now we have Indiana Jones, the presence. Um, that the Lord, you know, the, the, the God of Israel, is, he's a living God, whereas the gods of the Gentiles, so the Pharaoh, you know, the Egyptians are dead things. Or not, they're not live, right? They're not dead. They, they, they have had no life. They've had no breath. They have no, um, they're, go ahead. they're inanimate. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's really quite simple. Don't worship your tech. But... <laughs> the the fear that the imagery creates so that you know it's like it's so bad to have images at all that we're going to destroy all of them well it, it's not clear that that's the, the extent to which we're meant to take our tech clasm techoclasm <laughs> i mean we say iconoclasm as if images are the only problem but it you know, the AI, it's like, we, should we be destroying that tech because we may be tempted to worship it and expect that, adore it, right? And expect that it will give to us the things that we ask and will be predictable in the way that we wish it were and not alive, not, at, and I, you've been pointing to this in your, in your meditations all along, in relationship with God who is alive. Well, it's a, it's a similar problem to when people hold up the Bible and they say, look, this is it. You're right. It's the, it's, that's the technology. Yeah. Look at all these words. The hieroglyphs in it and the pictures. Yeah. And it's been graven by the looks of the one you're holding up there. Is that been graven? <laughs> I don't know. It's a nice duet rooms, you know, with soft cover. It's a little printing. So, yeah. That well, counts. it's, 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 it's not so little, so I can actually see it. Um, <laughs> I get, I have a lot of these books. I have lots and lots and lots of translations and I like the Douay Reams because it has resonance, right? Um, but the, the worship of, yes, I mean, people can certainly make an idol of this book. Mm -hmm. So God, so God isn't that book. No. God is amazingly God. Yeah. But I, from, as you're describing this and also I'm thinking about the, the difference in the approach that we have to art and to the to the technology that we're creating to our machines including books mm -hmm. muslims have a different relationship to this technology um we're we're not picking up the bible and saying this uh this artifact itself is uh is God, you know, the, I think this is the issue with, uh, with, with Christians and with Christianity, why, why we're, uh, we're creating art and why we're, we're making everything that we're making is because God isn't stuck inside the pages of that book. And that's the only place that we can find him. He's, emerged into human flesh he's emerged out into the world right mm. he's not stuck in there he's not stuck in lettering well it's certainly it's certainly possible to make of books your idols mm. and expect them to speak back to you i mean i i dare say based on our internet conversations you're alluding to the sola scriptura problem <laughs> 
<laughs> I am. <laughs> Which is, as you know, as we've touched on, I think, and is probably predictable for, for our McLuhan educated audience now, it's an artifact of the printing press that you, you, you take to... It's like I've been twitchy and, and scratching my face all night, too. It's like, how how incarnate am I in my needing to get up and show you my bottom while I got out of my chair and things like that? Um, like, I sit, right? You know, it's like you've seen my more of my body in this episode than previous. Uh, that the printing press as a technology had a horrifying effect on on christians because suddenly they have a different relationship to the books than than when mm. they were handwritten and physically you know humanly intimately physically it's like i don't think you should be pr buying printed books right these machine made things very very bad for you should get only handwritten books manuscript form <laughs> our printed idolatry our printed idolatry I mean, it's always so. I I have my motherboard image, which is in fact my iPad backdrop, Aww. which I have in my my. I see this every time I open my my tech, of this problem of how we are in relation to our technology. And I labeled this. I labeled this image. This is my own collage artwork. Right, took three images and stuck them together, and it's mine. Um, <laughs> that is the the Lindau Gospels back, which is a ornamented cross from a early medieval book um a um crystals these crystals and a motherboard on the other side and that as as i was seeing it this you know interaction between the crystals which many people will look at as magic because they're nature and the motherboard yeah. which are made of crystals and precious metals and like think what you're worshiping if you're worshiping your tech your that motherboard the, the computer version is silver and gold and highly crafted and you think it can talk to you. I mean, the, we are so close to being in true problem of idolatry now with our computers and our tech and our AI and our computer artists that we think they can, mm. they can, they can live and act back and make things for us. We were told, I mean, we really are told those idols have mouths and speak not. They have ears and eyes and see not. They have ears and hear not. They have noses and smell not. They have hands and feet, feel not. They have feet and walk not. They're robots. Yeah, we're kind of approaching them like genies, though. Yeah. Demons. We went away. Little gin. We want the yeah. We want we want the we want to be able to take our tech and make the genie we do its magic for us. Yep. ATM guy. And it 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 it's it's I suppose you know getting to, getting you all to the point where I think we started but scrambled it up because we're bad bots tonight, but human. Um, that. The AI problem, the tech problem, is the second, the first, whichever commandment it is, first or second. Depends on how you count them. Um, it, it is that problem. It's like you're making not just likenesses of things on heaven and earth, not just art, but all of our tech to which we attribute sentience. And, and, and again, not just the AI, mm -hmm. AI, but 
you know, statues, writing, anything that, and as McLuhan rightly understood, acts back on us once we have made it. Mm. So the challenge for us is the prior to prioritize. It, if if I think of it, I'm thinking of it like this kind of uh, return to the ancient world where you've got the you know the the you've got the Nile and you've got your your crocodiles and they've all been uh, encrusted with all of these precious stones. You know they're like suddenly uh, the the temple crocodiles. So it's you know even the even the animals are getting tech upgrades, and then. Um, still in that environment we have to even though it's acting on us we're going to have to prioritize the living god over all of these machines that we're making mm -hmm. yeah casey got it say so why shouldn't i keep it bilbo <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's what it's like it's like everybody watch on unauthorized yeah. watch all my tolkien you know the, the everything tolkien was talking about was this problem straight up the the, the yeah. ring is the great idol of desire for control and it's a beautiful object it's very beautiful and the precious is the thing that draws you in and possesses you in your desire for it to work and that's what tolkien was exploring he was exploring this problem of creativity and idolatry and trying to understand what that meant for us made in the image and likeness of a maker mm. which gets us to oh look it's ten fifty-seven in my time the problem that we are constantly wrestling with as christians of the incarnation mm. Dun, dun. Are we all wrestling with it? I thought dun, we were all on board dun, with it. Dun, dun. Well, we should be wrestling with it. So we have the the Christ yeah. the Christ motherboard of God is everywhere, right? To end with, which did get us around to the the plan, the, the sort of the place I planned for the end. I had that castle. Well, anyway, the, the the bot did not completely predict where we where we would go. But this this being the problem that we are trying to understand of, we are called to worship the living God who became incarnate with us and mm. that i mean the the sort of shorthand version of oh christians can make art because God, christ you know gave us the model to, to 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 look at and work on i don't think is i i i'm not sure christians are really wrestling with the problem of the incarnation as much as we should be frankly mm. i i think i think it is that explode your head mystery that tolkien was thinking about uh, mm. but that left he left out of his stories because he couldn't quite figure out how it would, it would work um, that the British were thinking about when they were spending all their time doing all those digs in Egypt and wishing that they could find the secret of the Ark um, Indiana Jones playing out that I, frankly I think that there's not I mean one that's, that's like there's nothing that's more wonderful to meditate on than the incarnation, but it's incomprehensible to people if they think in terms of these idols that we've been talking about. Mm. 
God forbids us to make idols that we expect to talk and move and respond to us. No robot, robots that we worship. And yet somehow gave us the ability to make stuff and asks in later parts of Exodus for Bazelial to make the ark where you can talk to God. Yeah. Now it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> in my time. Chatbot's gonna Chatbot's explode. Chatbot's gonna explode. Do we, do, do we keep our promise and say dot, dot, dot? Here, I'll read another song. Yeah, I think we should. Ecce quam bonum. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Like the precious ointment on the head that ran down upon the beard, the beard of Aaron, which ran down to the skirt of his garment as the dew of Hermon, which descendeth upon Mount Zion. For there the Lord hath commanded blessing and life forevermore. God is everywhere, including in our tech, but we still need to figure out what that means. <laughs> and what the temptations are that God is trying to protect us against. To be continued. Mosaic Akbot. To be continued. Have we been good bots tonight? <laughs> Well, you've been a bad bot. Have I been a bad? I have not been a bad bot. I wait a minute. I'm going to be a bad bot if we keep going any longer. Good night. <laughs>